What's happening? We're back, and this was an uneventful Wednesday. It was it's kind of it was kind of warm out today. We had a nice walk through the downtown city of Allentown. Yeah, it was lovely. It was a friendly uh, stroll down yeah, was, memory lane. F- hey, Daryl in the house. There's five weirdos. Uh, what was it? Five of us? One, two, okay. three, four, five. Yeah, five weirdos walking mm-hmm. around, sticking out like sore thumbs. All wearing masks, like good boys. Yes, we're good. Setting good examples. Setting good for, examples. Yeah. All that construction going on with demolishing of those old buildings, it's probably safe to wear one. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah, I, I would wear it anyway. It's just yeah. a bunch of asbestos just floating around. Yes. yes. Um, we are, this is happy final WandaVision week. I know, I'm not ready for it to, I remember, what was this, uh, eight weeks ago? Nine weeks ago, when I said, eh, we'll eight, see. eight. It's, it, it started. Uh, eight, it'll be nine, right? No, it started. Two episodes came seven. out at the time, same time. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, I'll check it out because, you know, I have to. Yeah, you weren't even going to watch just, it. Yeah. I thought they sold it poorly. I did, and I knew exactly what they, I, I thought they were selling House of M from, from the trailers. Well, I did, but they made it seem like the, the entire. It just felt like the entire series was going to be... Like, there was no sense of them breaking from the show. Yeah, there was. You must not have seen any of the trailers. Well, I'm very careful. I don't don't like getting spoiled. Yeah, they made it it seem like it was going to be House of M, and they're outside of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I I, I had the idea, like, the House of M thing was coming, but I, I didn't think it would be so... And they're really not even kind of doing house. I mean, they're kind of doing house. Of M. It's the general idea of it. It's her breaking down and creating her, her, her own her. world, but um, it's not on the scale that House of M was. No. Yeah, House of M. She took over the entire world. Yeah, and like no one's been depowered yet, or. Yeah, and uh, and House of M. Wolverine went around and. He was waking people up out of it, not Vision. But uh, spoilers, everybody. Spoilers, if you didn't hear it, just fast forward really quickly. White Vision. I saw it and I was like, oh, they might do West Coast Mm -hmm. Avengers. You know, who knows what they're going to do. West Coast Mm -hmm. Avengers, Young Avengers with Speedy and uh, Wiccan. Well, I thought they are planning on doing Young Avengers, right? No. They, no, they didn't say they are, no. I thought, oh, maybe it was just people then just assuming that because they were there that it's going to be a thing. Well, yeah, Speedy Which, and Wiccan. Why not? Yeah. Um, why You nah. have the platform for it. Uh, you, can do it, you can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they really can. They do and this, they are. They do the long-form shows on Disney Plus and the, the, the short movies. 
I short know. movies. The short movies, shorter movies. <laughs> yeah, I was c- complaining. Uh, Enchantress is watching all the Best Pictures winners in a row. She started from the top, and she's last this past weekend she watched the Golden Globes. But the weekend prior, we watched Braveheart. And I jump in when it's a movie I really love. Like, I watched Forrest Gump, and I watched Braveheart. And I practically quoted the whole movie sitting next to her. She's only ever seen it once before. And she's like, that was really good. I'm like, uh, it's one of the best movies ever made. Uh, <laughs> like, I could quote almost the entire Braveheart movie. I'll crush ya like a worm. <laughs> and um, she, uh, English Patience next, though. Ugh. Uh, I only saw that once and hated it, but she's never seen it. Uh, but what was I getting? Oh, I was complaining about how long it was. And she's like, Braveheart was that long. <laughs> Avengers was that long. Forrest Gump was that long. I'm like, yeah, but they're good. <laughs> I could watch eight hours of WandaVision, but I don't want to watch the English Patient. And, and straight. Right. I'll probably watch yeah. the Snyder Cut, even though that's probably not going to be good. Four hours straight. Uh, yeah. Well, and the nice thing about that is because it's in the comfort of your home, you can, one, drink heavily while watching it. Mm-hmm. And two, you can just get up and you can do other things, too. You know, while you're there, you can be on your phone. Like carpentry. You can book. You could like carpentry, go out, cut the grass while it's on, you know. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna watch watch it through the whole thing. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You are you're a, l- a little over moody. I thought I fixed it in our pre pre call. Oh, uh, I thought I thought you were gonna say a little over moody. But... No, hold on, let me trace my my checky one two. Make sure I one, don't have two. too much added gain. Equalizing on you. with the rad years. Okay, I think I I, I fixed you out there. Hey hey, hi. I didn't want the people one, at home two. to be like, Squeezer's over modding. What is wrong one, with him? Two. Check one, two. All good. Anyway, yeah. So I'm, re- I'm really oh, nice. excited for WandaVision on Friday. Uh, and then we're going to have a week in between where they're going to release like a gallery of uh, a making of, and which I'm excited to see too because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a nerd and I love that shit. And then um, we will have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wait, already? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's March. Yeah. Wow, this year is going fast. So we're two weeks away from Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's mess. If they just, just if they can, can you keep up that pace? Because right after Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's Loki. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Who would have thought, like, when we were, like, when I was just collecting cards and, I mean, you were very much in tune with where things go. I would just buy random comics off the rack and, you know, that when we're in our, let's say, upper, lower, mid to upper 30s, that, like, all this is going to be a massive televised cinematic world that's going to be all interconnected, and you can watch it whenever you want without commercials, and it's going to be presented by Disney. Like you mean the the Aladdin company? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, did you hear that uh Tanahisi Coates 
is writing a Superman movie that's being produced by J.J. Abrams. J.J. moved his bad robot to Warner Brothers, and they're rebooting Superman. Yeah, I saw I saw the headline. I just Black saw Superman JJ produced uh, Superman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they said it. They said the project. Well, well, um, they didn't say. I'm sorry. The reports hint that it will involve a black suit. Everyone wants to see Michael B. Jordan play Superman. Is pretty much mm-hmm. including myself. Sure. I well, Squeezer, you are very much against casting outside of the box. No, I don't care. That no, I'm not. Only in certain cases. So, um... Don't, don't try to get me in my logic loop. <laughs> uh, there, I'm not sure if he's going to be, like, Michael B. Jordan playing, playing Kal-El, but uh, there's Val Zod of uh, Earth 2, and, um... So if they go, if they go the many-verse... Because there's also mention of Henry Cavill still being Superman. I mean, why not do Elseworlds? You have two Jokers, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as far as I'm concerned with the the DC thing, they should just just make random, just make movies. Yeah. Don't even don't even try. Don't go the universe route. Don't just just make them. Well, I mean, there is some fun. Some some uh, I don't know it was the connectivity of Marvel I, and connectivity books is fun, but if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right. And you know the track record there's a little. Yeah, starting with yeah. with Batman v Superman to make your shared universe was a fucking yeah. Yeah, I mean it gave us Gal Gadot, it's Wonder Woman who's fantastic, but mm-hmm. even people don't like her, you know. She did rape that guy in the latest movie. Yeah, that's still weird to me. I know. It just like that poor bastard. Just well, I just thought like it showed weakness on her part. Mm. You know, it's like you, you're Wonder Woman. Why are you pining for pine? Oh, that Maybe. yes. Yeah. yeah, that that kind of the pining both, yes. The whole, but she slept with that guy, and he slept with that guy who was inhabiting the body of another guy. Who I think clearly. I think the problem is we find out look like another guy. I squeezer. I'm gonna quick yeah. say what the problem with your mic is. You're going back and forth away from it. You gotta just stay maintain. I'm not move. I is it really them? I'm literally just turning my head just slightly. Hmm. Huh. I'm f- you're you're falling off. I'm talking right into my mic. I'm trying to keep you. I, I want the the world wants to hear you, squeezer. Ah, uh, no, they don't. They do. I'm talking right into it. But yeah, she did rape that guy. When she slept yes. with him, that was raping a man who I mean, would I get would I mind being raped by Gal Gadot? No. But who knows? Uh, who... well that uh, that's What? I mean there's a nicer way to put it. Right. I ho- would hope she wasn't raping me. <laughs> yes. It's very it's he, he, here's the problem with the entire thing. And why it's an issue and why it's why it isn't. I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into it. No, they weren't like, if she sleeps with him, is she raping this guy? Because she is. Yeah. And maybe someone, you know, brought that up and they go, eh, no right. one's going to worry about it. It's like, we'll just have her whip some lightning and, you know, swing through the air and then learn to fly. Right. Like, all right. 
But like, and if you say re- reverse the roles, they wouldn't write a man like that because Hollywood no. doesn't do that. They wouldn't write no. Batman pining over our love. So why write Wonder Woman doing it? Yeah, I did not like that. Yeah, yeah, she's a tough broad. She could, yeah, she's not waiting seventy years for one man. Like, that, I no, mean, that, I, that's that's the sense you got though. No, it's not the sense. It's the how they wrote the story. It, yeah, it was a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that she was willing to let the world end. Right. Just to keep him around. Yeah. Which, in the end, would have lost everything anyway. So it was like, it was a, it was a given. Mm-hmm. You know? Regardless. But uh, Wanda, WandaVision's awesome. WandaVision is awesome. Uh, they, I read that the film and TV rights to Vampirella have been optioned. That was the comic book that gave us all funny feelings when we were kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is that going to... Uh, you said it's auctioned off? Optioned. Optioned. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Optioned. 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 Uh, hmm. It uh Mike the Pike Productions, uh, subsidiary Aronawana Media Holdings has acquired the worldwide film and television streaming rights to Dynamite Entertainment's Vampirella. Hmm, I hope that goes to Showtime or something. Oh yeah, Roger Corman did do a nineteen ninety six micro budget feature. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, huh? I gotta see. Vampire. Oh, this is gonna lead me down a rabbit hole. Roger Corman. Roger Corman did a FF movie too. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh God, it's on YouTube. Sometimes it's on YouTube. He gets taken down, but it never got a a true release. But you've probably seen pictures for it, like stills of the of the like thing looks ridiculous. Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. It was 1994. I wonder if I've seen this. I probably I probably rented this from Blockbuster or Farmore. What the Roger Corman Vampirella? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. I've definitely. If Farmore wasn't around when it came I've, out, but you definitely have seen. Oh yeah. It's, it it, it yeah, was. I probably. It was on Skinamax all the time. Yeah. I, I'm sure as a young boy, I'm like, I need to watch this. Yeah, it's on Daily... The Fantastic Four is on Daily Motion, and it's on YouTube. If you ever if you want to watch a, a worse Fantastic Four movie than the one uh, Trank did... Um, it's like a sorbet. Yeah. This one is pretty bad. Roger Corman, the worst... Uh, a $1 million budget. <laughs> Yeah, fan, uh, Fantastic Four. No, no, the Vampirella. Oh, so but Fantastic Four was one million dollar budget too. Ooh. Oh, uh, it was Katana from uh, Mortal Kombat movies was. Uh... Yes, was Vampirella. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and plus we got Coming to America too soon. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that will be a good one. Um, all right. Well, uh, I got, um, uh, last night Enchantress and I drove to Reading 
for the Lucky Charms Cold Stone Creamery St. Patrick's Day uh, ice cream Sunday thing they're doing. So you know I'm a sucker for holiday food tie-ins, right, Squeezer? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And yeah, the more you are, you are a marketing person's dream come true. <laughs> I'm a marketing mark. And the more obscure the holiday, the more I'm gonna be into it. And a St. Patrick's Day, Lucky Charms ice cream. It's got me written all over it. So I call early in the day because I'm not going to Reading for nothing. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a haul. That's a well. It's not like it's like twenty five minutes, but still, yeah. <laughs> it's riding. It, it, twenty five minutes. It's funny. Twenty five minutes east. You're like, all right, I'm going to work. Twenty five minutes west. It's like you are going all. You're going cross country. Yes. So I mean, because there's that one road two twenty two is awful. But yeah. I called. He said yes. We have that. So we got in the car. We ate uh, Smoky Bones first. I didn't realize there was even one here. When uh, Doug Heater and I are in uh, Clearwater, Florida for spring training, we uh, are bar flies at Smoky Bones. Hmm. And it's like, uh, like a smoking. Would I have got to go there if all hell didn't break loose a year ago? You would have been there with us. <sighs> you walk right there from the hotel. It's perfect. Ah, I'm out. Paul, what's up? Um, and then we went to Coldstone to get the ice cream, and it was really good. It was really good. It was it was so it's like a green, um, Lucky Charms flavored ice cream, and they mix in this whipped topping and the marshmallows. I got the ice cream. She got the shake. I'll have a full review and pictures uh, to compare it to the promotions on Radiers.com tomorrow morning i should have it typed up tonight and i'll post it after i post this show but yes uh and if, if you're listening to the show you should be able to go on radios.com i mean if you're listening live you can't do it on youtube paul and daryl but uh if tomorrow uh thursday it will be live for full full review of the cold stone lucky charms saint patrick's day crossover and that's all i got squeezer you ready to start the show Let's start the show. I believe you go first this week, right? It It is my turn, yeah. Yeah. So here we're talking, uh, all of March, we're talking things related to 1991, and we're kicking it off with television in 1991. So here's Squeezer's first topic. Everyone knows this one. Oh, you dropped the song out to right before the hook comes in. There you go. Then that there was that na 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 na. Ah. Pertinent to it. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Uh, debuted on uh, in in uh, March of 1991. Uh, it ran for five seasons. But they were going on the whole, uh, like, Netflix, Disney, HBO kind of thing. It was only 13 episodes each. Right. Um, I, I always – also. Yeah, I know this came out in 91, but I didn't really get into it till SNCC the year later. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I don't... I Like, it was on, and then it would run reruns. And as a kid, like, you had no sense of, like... No. With the exception of, like, The Simpsons, you know, like... Not even. Not, yeah. Because I, I, watch, mean, I watch most of those easy. in syndication. When you got earlier, you start... You, you knew seasons and stuff. But as a kid, yeah. there was no continuity in life. <laughs> no, and, and Nickelodeon did not give a shit about, like, how... When they just got programming out there, the only and they would move stuff around all over the time. The only show we needed continuity with was X Men: The Animated Series, because they do point. those in like three or four episode blocks, telling a story yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it, and it wasn't until like they established blocks, like SNCC or like TGIF, that kind of like told you like they could market a time frame like, hey kids, this is when TV is on. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, and yeah, Clearshare Explains All became like the cornerstone of, of SNCC. Like I, I would say it was like the full house of SNCC. Um, assuming you think full house would be the keystone of TGIS. I, I, I agree with that full heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it, at the same time, it also has, uh, life lessons, you know, not nearly as hard and heavy handed as, as full house. There wasn't that much uh, mopey, sad music and hugs uh, with Clarissa Explains It All. It was actually, they top, they tackled like the same topics, but in a much lighter tone. Right. Um, like, it, they could be, it was much uh, sillier and just, uh, and, and still be, still take it from a kid's perspective. Um, and, but there was no like talking down, like she didn't have to have her parents explain to her every time what she did was either wrong or this is what you should have done. Or she kind of figured a lot of shit out on her own. Uh, and this show, like many people consider this show to be groundbreaking. First, it was the second, it's the second sitcom that, uh, Nick produced first being Hey Dude. And then 91, they dropped a whole bunch of shows and Clarissa was the big one and the one that lasted for the longest time. They got 65 episodes out of it. Um, eventually, they pulled the plug on it because Nickelodeon thought she was too old to continue in the role. She had turned 17. And they had like they were very harsh on that. They're like, you are done. It was like uh, Logan's run. Well, then like She then... walked on set one day, her hands started blinking, and she burst into stars. Well, she burst into TGIF. <laughs> Well, yeah. She went right to TG. She went from Saturday to Friday with uh, Sabrina the Uh, Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, they they tried doing a Clarissa Explains It All like spinoff sequel show uh, they developed, and I think they pitched it to CBS, and they're like, nah, not interested. Uh, Um, Was it like a college years thing? Exactly. She went to college. Mm. So it's like, I'm I'm sure it's it's been done. There there was a book written. Mitchell uh, Kriegman, who created the character, created the show, also wrote a book that was as a sequel. And it's a little more mature and a little steamy, and her and Sam do bang in it. I, I started reading it. And while while Ferguson getting... watches from the closet? Wait, oh, you, you started reading you know, a book? No, well, just an excerpt online. That counts. That was a big swig. Yeah, no, I'm a thirsty boy tonight. Thirsty boy. Um. But I, 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 
I loved, I absolutely loved this show. And it was one of those shows where my sister and I would get together and watch together. Like, it, it was, like, one of our favorite shows. And it's because, like, it was a kid's show for kids, but it wasn't dumb. It didn't talk down to you, yeah. It, exactly. Well, that's what it the whole, down that's what the whole Snick uh, blog did. It made us feel like, like, adults. Like, when we all watched it together, it was, it was, it was our block of television of, of yes, there was Silly Ren and Stimpy, there was Rugrats, but yeah, Clarissa and Are You Afraid of the Dark gave it more gravitas. Yeah, uh, and 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 not just talk down to you, but talk to you. Like the biggest thing, and my favorite thing about the show was that it the way it broke the fourth wall was at the time it, it was very original. Like it wasn't done that often. Uh, um, it was kind of I, ripped off from so Say by the Bell. Uh, a little bit. Zach kind of just kind of. It was only. It was only Zach. She times out, doesn't she? What's that? She does the time timeout too in the show, right? Uh, I'm not sure necessarily timed out, but she would do it with like graphics and stuff. Yeah, right. right. Like they they would have like Chiron, all kinds of graphics on the screen. Yeah, um, supers. Yeah, supers. Um, and she would just stop and turn to the camera and just like, yeah, I guess yeah, a little bit of a Zach, but I would go back to it was more of a um zach was kind of i always looked at his as it wasn't so much to the camera it was him kind of speaking to himself kind of thing it was a a self monologue whereas clarissa was actually kind of doing like a a presentation to you she was turning and talking directly to you and it's just the way i took it i look at, at more like a adobe gillis going back to like the 50s like the way like he would break character uh, and break the fourth wall and talk to you. And that was another one of those. That was the first show starring teenagers. Who the fuck are you talking about? Dobie Gillis. Oh, right. Dobie Gillis. Yeah, sure. No, I've got his tapes. Yeah. The many loves of Dobie Gillis. It was on Nick at night. (laughs) Don't even never heard of it ever in my life. Bob Denver was in it. He was like his buddy. What's you're like obsessed with Bob Denver. You got like a, a a two or three show in a row. No, just two. I I, ha- I had to pick. I had, you have a choice between two Denvers in your life or three Denvers. You got Denver the Last Dinosaur, uh, John Denver and Bob Denver, and I went I went Bob Denver. I'd go Denver the Last Dinosaur every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he's our pal and a whole lot dinosaur. more. Yeah, but he wasn't on Alf, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Touche. Um. Anyway, yeah, but it was it was they were very similar kind of shows, um, and but it was with you know like f- forty years in between, uh, and the biggest thing that came out of this was, and we talked about this going back, especially with like action figures, how they never made uh, there's this like conscious decision made in boardrooms that they're not going to make female figures for a boys' toy line because boys would never want to play with a girls' toy. Right, but no. they reluctantly gave us a Catwoman in um in a they K- did. Kenner, and then they then for the animated series, they they cranked out. You had Batgirl, you had Harley, you had uh, Poison, you had Catwoman. Yeah, Poison that, Ivy. You're, you're talking Batman's Rogues is one thing, but where's my mainframe on cops? You know. Yeah, well, you know that's that was Hasbro, but Kenner was yeah. 
above it all. Because you even time, got like, you even got a Janine with real Ghostbusters in Kenner. Kenner. It's true. But my 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 my, my uh, Lady J and Scarlet sure got plenty of playtime. You know, and they were ruthless. But what happened was people like they were worried. It's like people they're gonna lose a good chunk of their audience because they were afraid that boys wouldn't like the show. Hmm. It's like no, you just give us a smart show, and we got Sam, and he's not. You make and him, Ferguson he's not a dirt bag, and you got Ferguson, sure, <laughs> but um, relatable. Th- th- you can actually just show like, oh wow, a boy and a girl can be friends with each other, and it just not be some awkward thing. Yeah, even though you know, I if a ladder ever shows up to any one of my windows, uh, there's going to be a Remington, uh. uh Right outside that window. You know that ladder is only three rungs high. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it's a set. Because yeah. it, the set, it it wasn't even a raised set. It was literally on the floor. So the height of that window from the bottom of the set is how high that ladder was. So like he would like lay on his belly and like kind of crawl himself up. For uh, the love of the craft. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't until it, it's funny I don't know how it didn't register but it wasn't until I watched it this afternoon how big that window is. Yeah, it's, it's enormous. Yeah. he's basically standing up in it by the time he gets through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a good show. I think it uh, it, it was definitely. I, I it wasn't it had it came out at just the right time. Because I think it set the stage for a lot of other shows to follow, especially on Nick. I'll agree with that. Um, is that all you have on Clarissa Explains It All? Uh, yeah, yeah. We can let's go to your next pick. All right, so I went a little different. Uh, my clip is about a show in my block of television. So I got, I've got uh, the Morning Call, Squeezer, our local newspaper. I've got our. Uh, uh, you know, on Sunday you got that like TV guide thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I pulled them for certain days, uh, for certain weeks in 1991 to give you a susan of what I would watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this to start, I'm going to talk about weekdays after school. So this was another uh, programming block squeezer that was big, big for us. So if we start, like we, you get home from school, let's say three o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had two options. I remember watching uh, most of mine on Channel 11, PIX. Right? It was also mm-hmm. on Fox 29, which was Fox. That's where your father-in-law works, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So that was uh, the Philadelphia Fox. So they started early. I so I, But I remember watching on 11. So at 3 o'clock, you get Gummy Bears, 3.30, DuckTales, 
four o'clock Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and um, I gotta go to page one seventy seven here and continue because the way they used to make these things <laughs> was so stupid. So then four thirty was Tailspin, and that's your Disney afternoon right there. Uh, they also so there's a lot running in in, in uh. 1991 real ghostbusters was on fox 5 out of new york city um on phl 17 out of philadelphia merry melodies on uh, fox 29 at 4 30 was tiny tune adventures and uh, on philly 57 which is independent they had teenage mutant ninja turtles um nickelodeon uh had uh yogi bear and uh, TBS was showing Brady Bunch at 4.35. Remember, TBS used to have those weird times? Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking that they're going to get you with the... I don't know what they're thinking. In the commercial breaks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's what it was. At 5 o'clock, uh, Reading Rainbow was on PBS. But I didn't watch that all the time. If it was on, we would watch it. Yeah, I, I, I'd like tune in uh, just uh, for the theme. Right. And then I would... Eleven, uh, PHL eleven, or I'm sorry, PIX, PIX, New York's movie station, went to Brady Bunch. We'd sometimes watch that, but uh, probably went to different strokes on PHL seventeen. From what I can remember, I remember we watched different strokes a lot. Uh, with ninety one, I was nine. So then five thirty, three two one contact on PBS. I'd watch that a lot if I was in. Yeah. Normally you'd you'd be outside, but you'd be getting in around. Or, for, or that's like that's like dinner time ish. Yeah, you're getting dinner time ish. But I I always remember sitting and watching three two one contact as we're getting ready to go in and eat dinner. Uh, hmm. You were probably watching Night Court. <laughs> Possibly, it's uh, a very good possibility. Or uh, a, a various news was on because as a, you know I was a little news. Yeah, I did not junkie. care about news at nine years old. I didn't. I didn't care what the news was. I just wanted to watch the news because I felt like a big kid watching the news. Ah, uh, I get that. Uh, there was Family Ties on Twenty Nine, and, and I love Jim Gardner. Yeah, well, I I love Jim Gardner because he came on after TGIF. Uh, at six o'clock, Squeezer, and this is mm-hmm. the day I'm pulling from is uh, Wednesday. September 4th, September 4th, 1991. So we're pulling a day. We were probably, I'm probably reading off what we were watching. Um, 6.30, or 6 o'clock was tough. Uh, happy Days on 11 was probably what I was watching. I watched a lot of Happy Days. I always had it on. <laughs> um, I never watched Cosby. Uh, and that's not just because of who he became. I just never show I got into. Oh, like you knew. It's like this guy is going to be the most disgusting human being or is currently right now the most yeah. disgusting human being on the planet. I watched a lot of uh, Different World, though, surprisingly enough. The spinoff show. Yeah. I never watched Cosby, though. No. we. I watched When I watched Cosby, it was with my grandparents. Like if you were if we were over there, that's it was always. Oh, I know what we were watching. It's Philly 57. Had Charles in Charge on. That yeah. was that was a favorite of mine mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, Nickelodeon had Wild and Crazy Kids. I hated that. I did not get into that at all. Oh, that's what I was probably watching then. 
but USA had Cartoon Express on. Mm. Doesn't say what it was though. It's tough. Uh, Six thirty, uh, Three's Company on Channel Five. Uh, I remember, Who's the Boss on Nine? Happy Days on Eleven. Uh, I don't know what Kate and Allie is, but that was on Seventeen. Cheers was on Twenty Nine. I never watched Cheers. Um, Nickelodeon has Get the Picture on. Uh, Lifetime. Lifetime, I, I might have switched over. Lifetime was playing Supermarket Sweep and then Shop Till You Drop. Ooh. We watched that a lot as kids. 7 o'clock. Uh, that's all the, when all those uh, tabloid shows come on. Hard Copy, Entertainment Tonight, Current Affair. Current Affair. Yeah. Wow, that was creepy. Yes. Uh, Jeopardy. Wrong. Jeopardy was on. Oh, yeah. Come 7 o'clock, that became... Uh, Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune time. Uh, Wheel of, uh, Jeopardy was on at 7 on ABC6. Uh, I, I didn't watch any of that shit. I didn't watch fucking Jeopardy. Uh, Nickelodeon. It doesn't say what Nickelodeon had on. Good Times was on Philly 57. I might have been watching that. I like Good Times. Ooh. Nickelodeon had Inspector Gadget on. That might have been what I was watching. No, it, I, it, that pissed me off too much. I couldn't take it. I loved Inspector Gadget. Oh, he made me so mad. 7.30. Um, still got all the tabloid shows. Wheel of Fortune is on. Oh, Perfect Strangers is on WOR9 out of New York. What the hell is... What? What the hell is what? W O R nine? Yeah, channel nine. W O O R. Oh, just channel. Oh, okay, that was. Yeah, channel nine. Yeah. I don't know. It might be U U P R W B or C. I think it's C W now. Yeah, but then it became yeah. It, so that was W W W W O R nine. Yeah. W W O R. Yeah. And then it became U P N. It became U P N. It was this, yeah. it was independent at first, and it it was the channel that aired the Howard Stern Channel Nine show. If you hear about the Channel Nine show. That was that channel. We lived in the Lehigh Valley, if, if you don't remember me saying this. We were in a split market, so we got all the Philly stations and all the New York stations. Yeah, it's we're, pretty awesome. We're about half, we're about even between both of them, so it was pretty cool. Well, for football, too, it was great. Um, options. Options. So, yeah, then we're, we're at, uh, I'll just get, get us to 8 o'clock, 7.30. Uh, Nickelodeon had Looney Tunes on. Um, I don't know, nothing really. Good time. Right, what, what, what was what was the big? What were the big network shows? Just to hit like the ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS at like the prime time on a Wednesday. Okay, I'll get you there. Um, so eight o'clock, uh, Police Squad. Really? Why yeah. I think that show is older. Oh, uh, Channel 3 had Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. ABC 6 had Dinosaurs. When a gigantic oh. dinosaur nine times Earl's size falls for Fran at the grocery store, he decides he wants her and everything else Earl loves. Ah, uh, that one's great. I remember that episode. On uh, Channel 9, it's Dangerous Woman. Uh, five had a movie, Escape from Iran, the Canadian caper. Oh, that was what uh, Argo was based on. Argo, fuck yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, police squad on two and ten. Drebin's vows the crowd at Mr. V's nightclub. Wows the crowd. Yeah, Drebin wows the crowd at Mr. <laughs> V's nightclub when he goes undercover as Tony Der Wonderful, a comic singer, to investigate the murder of a former staff comic. Wow, that sounds like uh, every other show that ever was and still is on CBS. But Frank Drebin, was it played by Leslie Nielsen in the show, Police Squad? Uh, yeah. Hmm. But, uh, what was the run for this? Because this, this show started in like the, uh, 80? 82. Okay. Although it was canceled after six episodes. So they were running reruns from a, basically a failed show in... You said Police Squad? I'm saying Police Squad. And they were running that in prime time? Yes. Is it the same Police Squad? Was it? I'm only seeing six episodes made in 1982. I guess they just didn't care back then. Um... So the producers consider. I wonder is is it because Naked is because two and a half came out? Do you think that they were rerunning them? Maybe. So what can we find this episode? Yeah. What's the episode titled? Hold on. It's called. It's called, it's just his police squad. Jebron rouses the crowd at Mr. V's nightclub when he goes undercover as Tony Der Wonderful. I'm looking. Yeah, this Frank investigates the body of a struggling comedian found at the bottom of a car crash. Huh. It was the last episode. Right, yeah, so that testimony of evil that ran on July 8th of 82. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just telling you what was on the air. Not making it up. It was on NBC 10, too. Huh. Or actually, that was CBS at that point. CBS. Because 10 was CBS and 3 was NBC. And NBC was running Unsolved Mysteries. Well, yeah, I, I probably would have been watching Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I was definitely watching Unsolved. Me and my dad were watching Unsolved Mysteries, for sure. Not Dinosaurs. All right, that's Unsolved Mysteries tonight. <laughs> wow, this makes me realize how much TV I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was always on. Like, now it's like, oh, no, turn this off. No, screen time, bullshit this and all that. And like, like, it was always on. Mm-hmm. Like, you came home from school, you turned it on until... And, and I didn't realize how much of it was all me. I got the... Cause I got to watch whatever I wanted. Yeah. My parents had no control over the TV. We no, like, well, we had more than news. one television, so. Yeah, we did two, but like it was either one was in my parents' bedroom and then well, in 91? Mhm. Oh, uh, yeah, 91 we would have just had 
Yeah, they had one up in their room, and we had one in the living room. Now, yeah. I might have had one in the basement, like in uh, my, my playroom, which kind of was my makeshift bedroom. Right. But I didn't have cable. Oh, see, we, was we, just we uh, had, for video games. and. Jeffrey had cable ran to every television in the house. Oh, of course. Well, if, mm-hmm. so, uh, That's when you can do that, too, without having them put the fucking splitter in. Right. At 8.30, Limiters. primetime pets was on... Uh, CBS, an interview with Michael Jackson's inquisitive pet chimpanzee, Bubbles, by series host Will Schreiner. Jesus Christ. Uh, on ABC6 was The Wonder Years. I'd rather watch a nine-year-old rerun of <laughs> Police Squad. Right. We, we watched The Wonder Years, so that was definitely... Yeah. Um, and there's nothing. Uh, Nickelodeon says it's Fax Max. Viewers fax in their favorite episodes. Whatever the fuck that is. Fax Max. Yeah, I, I tried to Google it earlier and I couldn't find it. Hmm. Nine o'clock on uh, CBS was Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Doogie Hauser was on ABC. Oh, we were doing watching Doogie Hauser. See, I never watched it. I was probably in bed by then. Or getting ready oh, for bed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I might I might be thinking back. I was ninety I was eight. And Against All Odds was on NBC, and then uh nine thirty NBC was Seinfeld. That's how old that show is. Wow. Yeah, no, I was in Nine, by 9.30, I was definitely up in my room. Yeah, me too. So there you go. That's that's your prime time. Wow. Parents couldn't wait to get me in the bed so they can watch whatever the hell they wanted. They probably watched Quantum Leap <laughs> at 10 o'clock. Nah, uh, my, my... I don't know. I don't... I can't remember my mom ever actually watching TV when it wasn't like a... Like a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie. Anything But Love and was then, on... ABC. My dad would just go in the other room and sit on the floor and put records on and sit there with his headphones on and just stare through his albums just thinking of uh, better good times. Old days. Nothing wrong with that. That sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I, I, I'm sure it wasn't so much fun as it was just a pining. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we're doing now. Right. Sure. The the rad ears for him this music yeah okay uh well let's move on squeezer your next pick oh, oh my heart. i think i'm having a heart attack you hear that elizabeth i'm coming to join you honey and your dummy son he brought me a wooden overcoat What's the matter with you? Them coffins, ain't they? Of course they're coffins, but they can't hurt you, Pop. Listen, comic genius who loved to make people laugh. I personally didn't spend a day with him that I didn't laugh. I remember one time he told me, <laughs> no, I can't say that on TV, but there is something I can say on TV. We are blessed to have the last three pieces of his work, and tonight we begin a tribute to Red Fox. The royal family was Red's dream, and we know that your family will continue to join our family every Wednesday night, because we're going to be here, and if you're not here, we will find you. 
What the fuck? That was a nice little threat. Um, so in re- 1991, um, Red Fox, on uh, October 11th of 91, Red Fox had his last heart attack on TV. Um, sorry, that was tasteless. Uh, so Does, did he really did he have a heart attack on TV? Or are you just making a play, uh, a play on words? It wasn't on TV, but it was on set. Um, and it, so everyone knows the shtick, right? Like everyone's yeah, it, seen Sanford and Son. Yes, yes. I love it. Was one of my if you took like all the shows from that time period, Sanford and Sons was like my favorite. Um, and in '91, he started he started a new TV series produced by Eddie Murphy, who got a new deal with CBS. Uh, for uh, Royal Family, where he was like a semi-retired postal worker, and he's got to live with his kids now, you know, and hilarity ensues. And they were uh, mid-rehearsal. They were like six, seven episodes in to this series. And apparently, and and then I was reading more into it, and I found an article with Della Reese, who you heard uh, kind of, Awkwardly cut in there. I did the best oh, way I could is, with the is audio. That what... She was the uh, the lady from Touch with an Angel. Okay. Touched by an Angel. Remember that show? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, she played his wife in the show. And she gave an interview a couple of years before she passed away that on set was hell. There was this producer. She didn't give a name. Producer, total D-bag, telling Red Fox how to be funny. This is what you do. Just being a total shithead uh on set uh and this is her account and but she also didn't drop names was it eddie Um, murphy no no not eddie he was the ep on it like it was his like he had nothing to do with it other than hey this royal family show put red fox in it make it happen but like one of one of the actual like on set producers that thinks they're king shit um does anyone have any idea who it is no, I, I, I was trying to figure out there's too many producers listed on it, and I didn't also want to – she went into the, all kinds of race, racial connotations too, that, and it was really ugly on set. Mm. And that Red Fox was doing an interview uh, with, like, with like Entertainment Tonight um, or E or one, one of those, and the producer comes in and starts like yelling like, you got to get on set and do this thing. We got to get you – get the scene shot and the scene was basically just he was it could have been like a stand-in thing like it was he was literally just passing through the frame like some foreground shit or like just behind the shot like it it didn't have to happen right then and there it was this guy just throwing weight around and it i guess it finally hit ahead and well i mean are they saying this is why he had the heart attack he probably would have had the heart attack no matter what he probably would have had it anyway but at that moment on set, he just fell down, clutched his chest, and dropped. And everyone on set starts laughing. Because, you know, it's Red Fox. He's doing this thing. And he would be very lighthearted on set. And everyone thought, oh, he's just trying to lighten up the mood. And then when they went down to him to help him up, and he's like, get my wife, get my wife. And they're like, oh, oh, this is real. And he, then he passed away at the hospital at the, yeah, age of 68. Yikes. Wow. Fun story. Yeah. But it, it was, I I think the show actually would have been, would have gone somewhere. So it was actually at really good ratings. It was doing really well to start. 
like six episodes in. Um, and then and then it kind of tapered off. They they reshot they reshot one episode. Where was on CBS? Um, you said it was on CBS. Yeah. Um, they they reshot like a a semi like a reboot right then and there, um, bringing like a sister, and then they went on hiatus, and then they retooled the show, brought it back, and it never did the same without Red Fox on it, of course. Uh, according to Della Reese, the producers, while at the hospital, go, what are we going to do? Because the script is written, and he's in it. And? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of shitty. Oh, yeah. That is pretty yeah. shitty. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. But I get it. And and so, if, if, out of anything, that's the one thing I take for certain that that was said. You know for a fact that was uttered. Because producers are soulless monsters. Yes. Yes, we are. I mean, they are. <laughs> But yeah, in 1991, we lost Red Fox uh, on set, doing, doing what he loved, having heart attacks. Doing what he loved, what he knew best. And, yes. And Squeezer doing it, he loves making tasteless references. <laughs> All right. Um, so for my next pick, I am delving into... The summer, uh, specifically July 9th, my birthday, 1991. I'm going to talk. It's a week. It's a Tuesday night. And I was probably I tried to stay up late as much as I could in the summer. It was way easier, believe it or not, on weeknights than it was on weekends because my parents would go to bed earlier um, because they needed to work. And on my birthday, they're probably going to let me, you know, stay up a little later. I take full advantage and stay up all fucking night. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, late night, 1991, July of 1991. Here we go. My producer, Marla Kell Brown, always says, Arsenio, behave yourself. You're on national TV and there are millions of people watching you. And, you know, I really try, but the problem isn't me. It's my evil twin. <laughs> you still been cleaving if it wasn't for me, flathead. <laughs> See, I never know when he's going to pop up. And when he pops up, stuff happens, okay? So next time you're watching the Arsenio Hall show and things start to get a little wild, just remember, it's not me. It's my evil twin. Me, sucker. Say yes to Arsenio Hall late nights at 1230 on TV2. Hmm. I was, I, we talked about my love of Arsenio hmm, before. I always loved the Arsenio Hall show squeezer. Um, mm-hmm. he specifically because he treated everything like it was like worth having. He had like good acts, like acts that I liked on his show, like musical acts. He had professional wrestlers, Macho Man, yeah. Arsenio, mm-hmm. I'm here to talk to you about what I won Timmy with Champion Jim, brother. Brian, brother. <laughs> so we're talking. <laughs> I would say late night comes after 10 o'clock. And I don't know where. I was probably playing outside in 1991, running around like an idiot. Got called in. My parents are going to bed. So I was inside. We probably played Nintendo a bit. And um, 
Mario Brothers. I wouldn't be getting mine for another uh, week and a half yet. We got ours two years prior in 89. But I I believe that summer, which is why I was playing the music at the beginning, we got Super Mario Brothers 3 that weekend for me and my brother. We had a joint party that weekend, Saturday, which would have been the 6th, July 6th. And I believe, and it was the big thing. My cousins were out from Florida. It was the 4th of July barbecue. It was a big party for everybody, and I believe we got Super Mario Brothers three that weekend because that's when it came. It came out that year earlier, and my mom got it for. It. And my my friend down the street, Vincent, he was who we hung out with, and he got us into. Um, so I was in the wrestling younger. I like I watched Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, mm-hmm. and you know I liked wrestling, and then I kind of fell out of it a little bit, but then. In 1991 is when we started hanging out with this kid down the street, Vincent, and we got really into, um, he was big in the wrestling, and it was right after, it was that summer, I got really into wrestling again, because that summer um, was, I think, the first pay-per-view. I, I know we, we rented WrestleMania six. Um Rented or just tuned into the channel? No, we rented it. Be- rented on tape because I didn't. It was over. Oh already. yeah. Oh yeah. Six. That would have been yeah. Eighty nine. Right. Right. No. Six was ninety one. Ninety one. Yes. No. Six I'm was ninety. Math. Six was. I'm um, no. I'm wrong. Ninety. Six was ninety. Uh, I gotta double check this. Uh, using my fingers here. 1990. Yes, I'm sorry. So it was the summer prior. I got big into wrestling, and then that um, we we just watched. We just, I was probably at the height of my Nintendo fever, and then we just would watch in in April WrestleMania seven. And I taped it. We we taped it off pay per view, and I'd watch that tape all the time. My mom was friends with this woman, Loretta, and her son, Andrew, would come over. He was really good at Nintendo. And we played Battletoads all the, t- all the time. What are you, masochists? Yeah. We, it was a rental. We didn't own it. We'd rent that. That was oh, a fun okay. game to, like, just beat him up all night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, as long as you're not, like, set on beating it. Yes. You know, I, I'm really in a place right now where I can remember a party playing it like i didn't delve this in my research i'm getting to it right now you know i'm doing my weird rain man thing right now Mm -hmm. where i'm remembering exact details about what kind of pizza we got from pizza hut how many pieces i ate how many pieces everyone else ate um but that might have been september so we're july so let me track back I, i if i Dive deep enough, and I, I might be able to recall this night verbatim, but I don't know if we have enough time for me to get there. Uh, okay, so regardless, I was probably playing Mario Brothers 3 because we just got it, and my brother was probably playing it with me because um, that was a good two-player game. Uh, later on, we would get the guide, the Nintendo Power Guide. And I'd prefer just to watch my brother play. I was like Twitch before Twitch. Like, I didn't need to play. I just wanted to watch, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I just want to watch. <laughs> so at, at 10 o'clock on uh, July 9th, Squeezer, uh, Coach is on. I'm sorry. Oh, that's I nine, Coach. That's 9.30. I'm sorry. 10 oh. o'clock. 10 o'clock. On China Beach. Do you know what that is? I remember the name sounds familiar. It says in 1985, Casey's. Da- so it's a, it's a series. Uh, Sanford and Son was on PHL 17. Dallas was on 57. So those were reruns because Dallas was 80s, right? Uh, Dallas ended in 91, I think. Oh, okay. Um, the 700 Club was on Family Channel. I can't believe that's still going on. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents was on Nick at Night. We watched that all the time. That was definitely... I was At I, this point in my life, I was sharing a room with my brother. Um, my mom built us like this bat cave out of loft bunk beds. And we did have a television in our room. We did have a TV. Uh, and I probably definitely watched Green Acres then on Nick at Night at 1030. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm now I'm starting to get it. I remember I was I remember what I was wearing, what pajamas I'm wearing now. You wow, you there's something special about you. Um I definitely was watching Nick at Night. So at eleven o'clock, Mash was on five. Mash was on twenty nine. Uh, Dick Van Dyke was on FMZ. Uh, oh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King with my mom's favorite show was on Family Channel because ah. that's where she, she watched that. Yeah, I think f- Family Channel, like, I just remember commercials for 700 Club because, you know, when you're like watching Mario, mm-hmm. you always see it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever actually watched an episode of 700 Club. No, it was just on when you like leave Family Channel on. You turn your television back on and uh-huh. come on. Yeah, I never watched Seven. Tell, like, Pat, Pat telling Robinson. you some horrific story of how you're going to hell. It's because of the gays that we're all going to hell, and I'm telling you, it's they're allowing them in Hollywood and TV shows that you're watching, and that is God punishing us. That hurricane that came through, you think you survived it? No. <laughs> That's pretty much what he'd do. <laughs> yep, that's just... it's Pat Robinson. Uh, I think that's what he still does. Then 11.30, we get to the good stuff. Uh, Jay Leno was hosting Tonight's Show, even though it was still Carson's for another year. Um, oh. Arsenio Hall, Color Me Bad, was on Fox and uh, WWOR. The Honeymooners was on 11. I hated that show. I never thought what? it funny. Yeah, I never found it funny. Ah, oh, so good. All in the Family was on 57. I didn't like that either. I didn't, I didn't get it at that point in my life. Um, And Nick had Mr. Ed. That's what I was watching, Mr. Ed. Yeah. So I, I probably might have switched to Arsenio, but I, I might have been stuck on Mr. Ed. Uh, Midnight. Um. Into the Night starring Rick Dees was on six. <laughs> um, then we get into like the show, like Jewelry Shop was on 51. 
Discovery, America, the way we were, the home front. Watched Discovery Channel back then. Baseball Tonight was on ESPN. I probably didn't check that out. Uh, no, I was at, at that point. No. Uh, Nick and Knight had Looney Tunes then. I was probably watching that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 12.30, uh, Late Night with Dave Letterman. They was still He was still on uh, NBC at this point following tonight's show. He had Gary Busey and Kevin Pollack, and I watched that. Yes, I do remember watching that. <laughs> I am in I, – I have to say I am in awe of your tism. Thank you. Um, USA had Alfred Hitchcock presents then. Uh, yes, because Nick and Knight had Dobie Gillis. That was the show you were See? just talking about. Told you I'm not crazy. Well, guess why I didn't know it? Because fucking Letterman was on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember it being on late. But then I, I do remember Patty Duke, which was next on Nick and Knight. Hmm. Uh, 1.30 a.m., Squeezer. My Three Sons. Infomercials, yes. My Three Sons. <laughs> paid programming. Yep, paid programming's on everything else. Later with Bob Costas. I didn't watch that. Ugh. 2 a.m., paid programming. Uh, Nick at Night. It's got Donna Reed. Never watched that. I was probably asleep, I hear 2.30 a.m., you can watch Entertainment Tonight on NBC3, Hee Haw, <laughs> uh, Webster was on 17, uh, Fernwood Tonight was on Nick, what's that? I have no idea, Fernwood Tonight, if I was still up this late, I was playing video games. Yeah, 3 a.m., I was definitely asleep, because Mork and Mindy was on Nickelodeon, uh, 3.30 Get Smart. Oh, my favorite. My dad and I loved Get Smart. Nick at Night. Uh, 4 a.m. Fernwood Tonight uh, with a 2. Yes. Is a comedic television program that was broadcast weeknights from July 1977 to September 1977. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Norman Lear and Alan Thicke. Oh, wow. Produced it. Big yeah. names. 4 a.m. Dragnet was on Nick and Night. That's one of my favorites too. 5 a.m. Mr. Ed goes back to it's repeating itself. Yeah, and let's do 5:30 for good measure. Uh, Dobie Gillis is on again at 5:30. Squeezer. It was hosted by Martin Mull and Fred Willard. Oh wow, a lot of big names on this show. Yeah, how <laughs> does? It was, it was supposed to be... Uh, sorry, I don't want to... Uh, it's... Uh, uh, SNL? Uh, it was like a... a uh, what am I looking for? Like a, a talk show parody. Ah. Well. It was just supposed to be like summer filler for Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman? I don't know what the hell that is. Hmm. Um, but you just... those That's four huge names for a show that lasted... A breath. Well, 60, 65 episodes in three months. That's, wow. That's a solid. They had as many episodes as Clarissa Explains It All did in five years. 
So that it was like a uh, John Stewart show type then, like every night. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah every night. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. that was late nights in uh, July nineteen ninety one. Squeeze her. Your next pick, good sir. Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to the Sears Family Theater. Tonight's presentation is the television premiere of Steven Spielberg's classic film, E.T. The Extraterrestrial, which will be presented unedited in its original form. Hi, I'm Marianne McKenzie, a Sears store manager in Houston, hoping your family's having a great Thanksgiving. Tonight, the entire Sears family wants to remind you what Sears Roebuck & Company is all about. It's right here, keeping the customer satisfied. Most of America has grown up with Sears, has relied on Sears to do just that. But if you haven't been here in a while, we think you'll see some new ideas tonight you're really going to like. In the meantime, we're very proud to bring you E.T. We hope you've enjoyed the Sears Family Theater presentation of E.T. tonight as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Throughout the movie tonight, we tried to show you how you can count on me and all of Sears this Christmas season for some terrific the gift fuck? ideas. And all year round, two things that don't exist anymore. An unedited version of E.T. and Sears. <laughs> wow. Uh, what, were you, what were you doing? I, I, wanna, you, I know what the answer to this is. What were you watching Thanksgiving night on November 27th, 1991? November oh 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 fucking Survivor Series, yeah, it was Undertaker Hulk Hogan. Right, Undertaker Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and then then Tuesday night in Texas was the next week. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I remember. I freaked we, out. We were we were watching ET because it was free and on TV, and we taped it. Um. So. Uh, I was so upset. Hogan lost about. Squeezer. I was so upset. Oh, my God. I was so upset when they gave walkie-talkies to the cops. Oh, shit. I should, have, I, sh I should have picked Tuesday night in Texas. My mom let me yeah. stay up all night to watch it. Because I was so upset over Hogan losing the belt. <laughs> it's st it was still real to you, damn it. It's still real to me, God damn it. So so E.T. comes out in 82. Yes. It has the longest uh, cinematic run of its time, and just it was a monster. And after that, nothing. It, well, no, it had a re-release in like 87, I think. But other than that, it was like nothing. And because Spielberg has this idea that it should be enjoyed in the theater as a family. Because that's how I watched movies as a kid. And it, it should that's the way it should be presented. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. So there was no like no re no VHS, no beta releases. It wasn't on TV. It took nine years to get that movie out. Nine years and $40 million from Sears, of all people. So Sears went and bought the rights for both, not just distribution, but 
bought the rights for distribution and TV broadcast for E.T. They're like, we are going to lock this thing up. So they did. And they created the Sears Family... Uh, what the hell was it? Sears uh, Family Theater. Uh, threw it on CBS. And they presented on, on Thanksgiving Eve, or on Thanksgiving night, uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial, unedited. Now, it is edited because they still put commercials in the damn thing. Right, but do uh, the, they have guns? Do the cops have guns instead of walkie-talkies? The cops had guns because if there's an alien, cops are going to have guns. Um, and so, and then they bookended it with these wonderful messages. And then in between, there's like just these god awful, wonderful Sears commercials, um, as well as some other local spots that were in there as well. But it was one big Sears ad, uh, leading into, um, Black Friday because, believe this or not, uh, leading up to this. For the previous, I think, seven years, uh, Sears had been dropping uh, as far as their uh, market share and numbers and sales were down. And their fourth quarter was down uh, seven years in a row. Now, I'm not sure where they're at now. I think things have turned around since. <laughs> they decided to buy Kmart. <laughs> yeah. They had decided to buy Kmart. Yes, or didn't Kmart was... buy them? I don't know how it worked. Uh, I don't know. Either way, now they're both All right. gone. Um, yeah, Sears was hurting, and uh, their solution was spend $40 million, buy E.T., make it a commercial, and then you can go to the store, buy your VHS copy of E.T., and also go and get your family photo taken in front of a cardboard cutout with E.T. And ah. now Christmas shopping is done. We definitely got that VHS copy of E.T. Because I remember it had the green, you know, the plastic yes. flap that goes over the tape. It was green. I yep. remember that. Yeah, it was a big because they were so tight. They're, they're, it was the tiniest of chocolate starfish over E.T. Tight they were obsessed. Um, I, the, I remember there was that story of the teacher that I had a copy of it and showed it in school. And just so happened that the kid who was in the classroom's dad worked on the film as like an executive and told dad, hey, we watched E.T. And that teacher got fined and probably fired. Like they were so, so heavy. The boot on the throat of not just pirates, it's anyone that wanted to see E.T. They basically made it impossible for you to see the movie. Hot take, Squeezer. Hot take. Yeah. Don't like E.T. Thinks it's stupid. Who does? I do. I don't like it. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's... It, it, I get why it was huge at the time, but uh, there, there's so much more now. It's... Uh, I I still like him. He's funny. I'd rather watch Elf, but still. I got I got my E.T. bank. Um... I mean, I watched it. I, I'm not named Eric because of it, because my middle name was going to be Thomas, and my mom didn't want kids to call me E.T. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, mom. Yeah, because and fortunately, because so she of that, just was, she you're Derek instead of Eric. Well, I'm Derek because of Derek and the Dominoes. Because my dad was sitting on the floor listening to records by himself, thinking my life is over. Which Wait, you're named after uh, Derek and the Dominoes? That's pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah, hell yeah. I'm yeah, just they the... wanted they wanted Eric. My dad wanted Eric for I'm pretty sure because of Eric Clapton, and then ET came out uh, like the year before, like as like I was like a little like womb monster, and she's like, no, then he'll he'll be ET and the kids will make fun of him. And they're like, and my dad comes. I was like, "How about Derek?" I'm like, "That's great. You could be DT." And then, uh, fortunately, because of that, and I have to thank her. I was never made fun of <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever did anyone ever poke fun at me. Uh, DT, that's yeah. pretty rad. I did not know you were named after Derek. I'm just a, a fucking Irish Catholic stereotype, and you're named after Derek, <laughs> the band Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah, which still named after Eric Clapton. Either way, pretty. Or it could have been Mark, cool. but there's no backstory to that. When I'm it, just like Mark. Um, yeah. So, uh, shit, that's pretty fucking cool. I still, yeah. I'm jealous. Again, Irish stereotype, Irish mm-hmm. Catholic stereotype. Because that had to be Ryan Joseph. Oh. Well, my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> was james joseph my dad was jeffrey joseph and i was ryan joseph my grandfather's brother was robert michael my dad's brother was charles michael and my brother was christopher michael it's a middle name thing oh then my poor sister got it the worst she's lisa francis francis irish weirdos ah yeah but we call her Lisa Frank the Tank when she gets drunk. <laughs> it's like like swimming unicorns and, and dolphins and neon colors puking up cheap beer everywhere. Lisa Frank the Tank. All right, sorry. I'm just sc- I'm scrolling through this. I was reading an LA Times article all about they were promoting the shit out of this ET thing. Okay. Um. And yeah, they're saying uh, we're always on the lookout to find different ways, inclusive ways, to reach the consumer. It's got to be inclusive. Uh, we've been looking at our Thanksgiving time frame for some t- some years, how we can make more meaningful impact. Uh, with more meaningful money. I mean, impact. Yes. <laughs> um. So let's see. They had, yeah, Sears had dropped in their fourth quarter, uh, they, it dropped to $378.8 million from $602 million a year earlier. A near 50% decrease in profits over, I don't know what the hell happened in 1990 to 91 that, uh, did everyone just, did the catalogs get lost in the mail that year? Maybe the wish book. Sears wish book. I always wondered why there was a Sears wish book, but our Sears didn't have a fucking toy department. That is true. I always like pissed. the most exciting thing Sears had was like the luggage department. Right. Oh, I get. Well, I guess they had tools. That made me. It pissed me off something fierce. They had that Nintendo kiosk in like the middle of the boys' clothing, but there was no toy section. (laughs) Yeah. 
So how are you going to have a wish get, book they... and not a showroom, right? Yeah. Did they not bother? Did they like, oh, we're not, that's Toys R Us territory. We're not, we're not going down that road. I, I don't know why they would have a wish book without a, uh, a, a, a toy section, but they did. So did JCPenney's though. JCPenney's didn't have a toy section. I want to look further into how long they ha- how long Sears held on to these ET rights. Hmm. Um, Maybe Sears still owns it. Uh, I wonder. Can we can we go and like buy up ET right now? Go to the the Sears drop, liquidation and we buy ET. ET's ours. And guess what? <laughs> I'm putting guns everywhere. Every everyone's. It's like, oh, I'll take that. They're all getting like those clothing racks or like an end cap over there. And it's like, yeah, we buy I'll, eat I'll the rights that, to ET. Yeah, I'll I'll take that 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 envelope over there. <laughs> it's just two letters ET. We give Elliot a gun. We give fucking uh, <laughs> Drew Barrymore a gun. ET's oh, got every- a fucking AK. <laughs> we we all the Reese's pieces are out, and we put M and M's back in like they originally wanted. Oh, but Reese's Pieces are so much better. I would never do that. Reese's Pieces are delicious. Or we threaten. We're going to put M&M's in unless you give us a truckload of Reese's Pieces. Or we replace Reese's Pieces with tiny little guns. Guns. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So he lays out a trail of guns to get E.T. Because E.T. is just a uh, red state gun nut. (laughs) When he says phone home, he just wants to... Phone Arkansas. Right? Yeah. The picture writes itself, Squeezer. I think so. All right. Uh, Are you all done with... uh, That's a great story, the E.T. Thursday night movie there. I guess it was was the Thanksgiving uh, release date. That is what won Spielberg over on it. Like he, He was even holding it. He didn't want the deal. But they're like, it will release it on Thanksgiving. It'll be special. Right. He's like, he's like they're like, right. we're releasing it on Thanksgiving. And they're giving us $40 million. Okay, I'll do it because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, they're like, look, just take the 40 Go make a goddamn dinosaur movie. All right? Right. He was probably in pre-production on that. Absolutely, yeah. Real-life dinosaurs. All right, so my next... Steve, you got one or two more good ones left in you. Just come on. He absolutely had Hook, then he had uh, Jurassic Park, then he had Schindler's List, and he was done with... An AI. That was it. That was the end of Steven Spielberg. You have no regard for Saving Private Ryan. I don't know. Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan are good. But they're not Spielberg movies. Like, you know, they don't they don't capture your imagination as a child. Well, we weren't. Uh, I guess we we're still kind of children. Right. But and I love Schindler's List. It's a great movie. And Saving Private Ryan's good, too. But fuck, man. Is he, he just done at Jurassic Park. He was just like, ah, uh, you know, I mean, Schindler's List. Yeah. And, and, and Saving Private Ryan are great movies. Cinema. But. Lost World, dog shit. All right, good point. It was so it was already written for you. Right, but no, no. In his head, 
he wanted the dinosaur running around the streets of San Diego. So he had that scene. Because he thought it would be cool. Right. And he worked backwards from that scene to get there. And how do we get there? We have to have poachers. Yes, it was awful. All right. So for my next pick, Squeezer, I'm delving into Saturday mornings. And I went with Saturday, uh, one of the first, the first Saturday after Labor Day, Saturday, uh, September 9th, uh, probably the first big Saturday after school starts that we watch Saturday morning cartoons because that's when the Saturday morning cartoon blocks launch. So uh, without further ado, here is my next pick. It is a legend no one will forget. Everyone thought King Koopa had left the Mushroom Kingdom. And then his doom ship attacked. King Koopa was back with the greatest danger ever known, his Koopa Kids. Using their new superpowers, the Super Mario Brothers rescued Princess Toadstool and beat back the evil Koopa family. I'll get those plumbers! I'll get those plumbers! Okay, so there was a lot of good Saturday morning cartoons in 1991. Um, now, you probably woke up at 6, right, Squeezer? No. No? What probably time? earlier. Probably earlier. Were you watching? Roughly, yeah, it was definitely somewhere between 5.30 and 6.30. Were you watching Mousercise on Disney Channel? Come on, everybody, let's Mousercise. Mickey's Mousercise. I just remember that being on at 6 a.m. I'd, I'd be up early Saturday because I was up early all the rest of the week because I'd like to watch, catch Mr. Wizard before I go to school. Uh, Lassie was on on Nickelodeon at 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, you remember a show called Vegetable Soup? <laughs> I don't think I watch Vegetable Soup. Mm. Candy Apple I'm News Company. If there, if there was like a sausage soup or a clam chowder. Mm-hmm. So then uh, at 6.30, Peppermint Place. Uh, Wonderful World of Disney. Romper Room was on 20. I watched Romper Room when I was a kid. Not mm-hmm. 1991, but when I was a kid, I watched Romper Room. Um, Little Bits was on Nickelodeon. At 7 a.m., Romper Room again, a different channel. Captain Planet was on Channel 5. Ooh. Uh, Dragon Warrior was on 7. Uh, none of the good stuff started until really 8. 7.30, another Captain Planet. Krypton Factor where, for Toxic. Where was uh, uh, Captain Noah? Captain Noah was, Noah was 7.30 on six. Channel 6. Captain Noah and his seven. magical art. Oh, 7.30? I thought it was on earlier than that. Yeah, I remember it was on ABC for sure. Yep, ABC uh, 6. Captain Noah and his yeah. magical art, 7.30. I love that show. Then on 16, whatever that was, Land of the Lost, season premiere. Ooh, that was on my short list. I know. That's, so I was going to leave your bingo cards. I was going to leave it we, off. We watched an, we watched an episode. It was awful. Um, it uh, it was rough. Maybe I picked a bad episode. Maybe maybe when we go back into lockdown, we do it all over again. I'll pick a better one. So eight a.m. Now we're into the good stuff. Uh, eight a.m. Muppet Babies was on uh, 
CBS. Coming out of gate swinging. Yes. Camp Candy was on NBC. Uh, Fox had Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, ABC had Winnie the Pooh. PBS had Zoobly Zoo. And Nickelodeon had Count Nickelodeon had Count Duckula. Oh man, that is a rough. Yeah. Whew. I was watching Camp Candy. I know that. Or Muppet Babies, but probably Camp Candy. Muppet Muppet Babies. I caught more in syndication on Nickelodeon. Uh, then we go to eight thirty. Uh, PBS was, has Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, NBC had Captain N and Super Mario Brothers: The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers Three. Mm-hmm. Fox had Bobby's World. Mm-hmm. ABC had Land of the Lost. Um, sixteen, whatever that channel was, had Captain Planet. That's probably its own fucking shit. Nickelodeon had Heathcliff. Uh, nine a.m. Now we're cooking. Uh, Garfield and Friends. That wasn't cooking already. That was already stacked. We're, no, I know it's stacked as shit. Garfield and Friends is on CBS. Tom and Jerry is on Fox. Tom and Jerry Kids, I'm sorry, is on Fox. Mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck, uh, the premiere of Darkwing Duck, the first ever episode, is on ABC. Uh, Channel 11 has NWA Pro Wrestling, PIX. Um. I don't see anything for NBC. It's just missing off my sheet here. Um, nonetheless, Nickelodeon had Inspector Gadget. Uh, yeah, nine thirty. Uh, NBC had Rick Moranis and Gravedale High. Fox had Tasmania. ABC had Beetlejuice, which is the season premiere. Um. Wait, Tasmania was running that early already? It was. Why did I think that came out later? It wasn't. Huh. Spectre Gadget was on Nickelodeon. Ah, incompetent ass. <laughs> 10 a.m. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid and Play, the cartoon, was on NBC. Oh, wow. They really just putting that up against Ninja Turtles, eh? Yep. Little Shop was on Fox. Feed me, Seymour. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Soul Train being on 11. I don't know why, but I remember it seeing it on PX 11. Uh, Nickelodeon had Yogi Bear. And 10.30, Chipmunks Go to the Movies it was on 4. I don't know what that is. Little Dracula was on Fox 5. Uh, Wrap Around, whatever that is, was three. That's a cartoon on NBC. Pirates of the Dark Water was on ABC. Um, we keep going here. We're at uh, Nickelodeon had Yogi Bear then again at ten thirty. Uh, Eleven a.m. Squeezer. Now we're getting to Say by the Bell on NBC. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons on Fox 5. They switched from cartoons. They went right to to uh, syndication. Um, ABC had entertain. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Say by the Say by the Bell. Uh, American Gladiators was on PX 17. 
and 29. That's what I was watching. No, you weren't because I'm 20. Well, unless you were because I'm 29. Oh. WWF oh, Wrestling yeah, Challenge. Oh, no, I was watching Gladiators. Oh, really? Yeah. I was yep. definitely watching Wrestling Challenge without a doubt. Uh, Out of Control was on Nickelodeon. And uh, 11.30, I was still watching uh, Wrestling Challenge. You were still watching American Gladiators. Uh, see, because I would watch it on USA then on Sundays. American Gladiators. Yeah, I would watch it then too. Um, Nothing new. Then we get in the afternoons, uh, which I'll get to later. Um, so we're done with that. We're moving on to your fourth pick, Squeezer. Stacked lineup. Yeah, it is a stacked lineup. That was Saturday morning in 1991. A lot of television watching. All right, here's your next pick. Come on. Pick it up. It's your turn. You're never going to know how good it feels until you hold one in your hands. I like that. We've talked about what we love about the flow, and you've heard from others, too. And we're clear. We can't convince you on it. But what we can do is invite you. We hope you'll accept our invitation. So come on. Come flow with us. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I like this Don't interrupt. The flow has its own song with a saxophone solo. So, I I was looking for I wanted to find a, a commercial from 1991, and I came across an infomercial for the Flow. And the Flow is a piece of exercise equipment, and I mean there's been the 90s, 80s, 90s were like uh, I don't want to say the high water mark, but there was some real garbage out there for exercise equipment. Um, and in this case, we have the flow. And in this cult-like infomercial, in which there's a five-minute-long music video of people doing the flow to this, um, the flow is literally a, a, a sack of water and, like, like a vinyl, like, a, a plastic, like, stretchy thing with a bag in it that you can put water in. And then you just kind of swing it around your head and twist it and shit and move around. And it allegedly makes you healthier. I never saw and this they, or heard of this ever in my life. Th this thing is amazing. And I wanted, when I came stumbled across this, I wanted, to, I wanted to share it with the world. Did you watch? And did you see this when you were a kid? I, 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 no, no. I, I, this wasn't my intention. I was looking for some other commercials. And I remember... There were plenty of commercials. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. But I'm like, I, I can just say, hey, do you remember this Chef Boyardee commercial? It was great. And we move on. But when I when I stumbled across this, uh, I, I want everyone to watch 
the flow. Oh my god. Uh, it's so so bad. It's like a kettlebell. Yeah, it, it's like a squishy kettlebell. Like but like a, like an 8 ounce kettlebell. Right. Uh and it, it's like the dancing the mountainous shots with the fucking sun flare in it. And all these people are massive bats. This guy with the mullet and the the gym like interpretive dancing with this thing. Is this meant to be a yes. joke? No, no, this is dead serious. And I, here's the thing: what I think is, oh, please look this music. See... Please look this commercial. It's on YouTube. My yes. God, it's amazing. Maybe, maybe I'm taking a bait, and this is a parody that was just produced in the last year or two, um, of a '90s infomercial. But it's not because I have an article from the New York Times from 1991 where they're talking about this. And I'm like, okay, here's a review. They're going to tear into this hot piece of garbage. This was a payola fluff piece in the New York Times all about the wonders that are the flow. And they're interviewing all of the, uh, all of the instructors. Like, this, this got really big. Like, there were franchises and things that you can uh, start out. And it was going to be, like, the hot new thing. Um uh, and you could buy, you can go and buy your own flow bag with a 30-minute workout tape for $50. $50 for, for that fucking $50 for that fucking thing. Wow. Um, yeah, they have all these licensed flow instructors at all these uh, fitness clubs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll talk, there's one that's in, the water tells you you're moving correctly. It gives you a certain amount of feedback. The bag allows you to move the water between your hands, regardless of where they are to each other. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, this is uh, a see-through polyurethane tube filled with a pint to three pounds of water is integral to the routines. The bag is available in several lengths, which correspond closely to body height, from four and a half to six feet. The flow bags have handles on each end. So yeah, you're you're literally swinging around a a three pound bag of water. Jesus Christ! Like like you might as well. You're better off just doing curls with a beer can. Yes. Well, you always. Are. I mean, it, you, it's a. You're talking about a pint glass. Like, they, of course you're gonna like. I mean, don't get me wrong. If a big fat guy starts swinging a, a pound of water over his head, he's probably going to start sweating. I'm yeah. speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I, I, I came across this. I wanted to share it with everyone. Definitely, it's if you have the time or you don't have the time or you just want to waste time, uh, it's the perfect waste of time. The, the, it's got a saxophone solo. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Saxophone solo. Just yeah, to see that I, guy. I'm, pretty, I'm not I'm not guaranteeing you it was Tim Capello, but to get in that kind of shape, I don't want to speak for him, but I guarantee you to be that ripped. You you he's probably using the flow. Probably using the flow. He probably even he probably even did it like you know carp like I I'll tell you what. I'll do the saxophone solo for you, but you get me one of those flows and call the deal pro bono mm-hmm pro flobo oh, flo- oh god that's rough 
<laughs> All right. Um, shall we move on? Yes. All right. Here is, so my next pick, uh, I'm going from Saturday morning to Saturday afternoon. I broke it up. Or I, we would be here all night. Yeah. All right, everybody. Here is my next pick. Enter at your own risk. Hello, anybody here? Welcome to a house of horrors on Friday the 13th. I knew I had to have you. <laughs> and a date with the body snatchers. This is my family. Now, the only chance to survive is to become one of the family. I used the charm to enter Eddie's body. Ah, it's me, Johnny. On an all-new episode of Friday the 13th, the series. Uh, Friday the 13th, the series. So weird. Uh, so this was Saturday afternoons. Because sometimes the weather wasn't good. Sometimes you'd go out and sometimes you just didn't feel like going out. And playing, so you just stand and watch afternoon TV all day, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So at noon, um, I would be watching uh, WWF Superstars of Wrestling on Fox 5 and 29. Superstars was this... Wrestling Challenge was good. Superstars was the clutch show. That was the show you couldn't miss. Uh, Home Again with Bob Vila was on 28 Squeezer. Ooh, I might have been watching that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, some show called Wake Up the Echoes, the history and legend of Notre Dame football. Oh, yeah, because football was nah, on. That's like that. no. Was that on NBC? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that was actually, I, w- I was looking into that, but people, uh, most people don't give a shit about football, or some do. But in 1991, Notre Dame signed a deal with NBC after they left the collective uh, agreement uh the college football agreement for uh, broadcast rights hmm. and they signed their own deal with NBC. Hmm. And they still have it to this day. They do. Um let's see Nickelodeon they don't have what Nickelodeon have. Um USA has a movie called Crackers. TBS had Happy Days on uh no Nickelodeon had Dennis the Menace the old I don't know if it was a cartoon or the old show. The the live act the black and white live yeah, action yeah probably one. that hmm. twelve thirty I was still watching superstars but if you choose to fancy around um, super force was on nine uh, victory garden viewers may vote in the nineteen ninety one victory garden contest ooh Saturday morning videos um. Uh, boy, Nickelodeon had Dennis the Menace again. TBS had College Football. Texas at Mississippi State. Uh, and TNT had a movie, The Nevadan. It's an hour and forty-five minutes of action right there. The Nevadan. Yes, the Nevadan. Uh, from Nevada. I guess. All right, one o'clock on thirty-nine PBS. New Yankee Workshop. Norm builds an ash Ooh. rocking horse. Ooh, what was he building? An ash rocking horse. Oh, lovely. Uh, uh, I can. I probably have that because Eric got me the entire. I have it all on a hard drive. New Yankee Workshop. I thought you had this old house. No, no, it's New Yankee Workshop. Oh. Um, 
this is why I didn't watch American Gladiators earlier. On five, it came on after Superstars. So after Superstars mm. of Wrestling, American Gladiators came on, and I that's when I watched it because I know I just kept it on. Um, a movie was on eleven, New York's movie station. Uh, seven hours to judgment. I'm gonna look that up. On PHL 17, New Lassie was on. There was a New Lassie show. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickelodeon had Old Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lifetime had Supermarket Sweep on. I might have checked that out too. I might. I might have. Might have jumped on there. Uh, One thirty. Seven hours to judgment. Uh, uh, directed and starring Bo Bridges. He was just in a movie I saw. Uh, One Night in Miami. He was in the beginning. Woodwright's Shop was Novel Tales. Did you watch Woodwright's Shop? On on PBS? Yeah. Still watch it. Novel Tales. Uh, On NBC, college football, Indiana at Notre Dame. 17, Dracula. It was a show, it looks like. Um, this is Man, weird. Saturdays were great. A lot of good woodworking shows on yeah. Saturday. Flipper was on Nickelodeon. I would always catch that in the. Uh, Those week on weeknights, yeah. There's always on weeknights too, randomly. Week like week afternoons, two o'clock, paid programming. Then after. After American Gladiators, like a Ron Popeil infomercial would come on on Saturdays, mm-hmm. two o'clock. Um, the stuff was the movie on Philly Fifty Seven. A and E had The Fugitive on. Was that a show or a movie? Kimball uses three orphans to escape police, only to be. Used oh, it had to be a show because the movie didn't come out until like the. Like ninety five, ninety six, right. I think. So there's a there's a fugitive show. I remember it. I I mean I, don't I know that. of it. I don't remember. I was it was from like the sixties. Ah, Moonlighting was on Lifetime. Nickelodeon had six who went far into the world. What's that? Six. Who Six went. who went far into the world. A greedy far king in- stages a race to find a husband for his daughter. It's an animated show. Six who went far into the world. Far into far into the world. Wow. Spelling correctly with the rad years. What's it called again? Six who went far. How is six made? Far in the world. Six far in the world. Oh, oh! It's a Grimm's fairy tale thing. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, the Buccaneer was the movie on TNT. Uh, is that what you paid for corn back then? What? A Buccaneer? <laughs> I'm sorry. Does Jake tell you that one? Uh, more than once. Uh, 2.30 p.m. What's Happening was on 5. Definitely. I loved What's Happening. 
Uh, Nickelodeon had Wolf and the Fox. Three o'clock. Um, U.S. Open tennis. Ugh. Five had Gilligan's Island. Uh, ooh, Channel Eleven, New York's movie station had Smokey and the Bandit too. PBS had Yan Can Cook. Did you watch that? Uh, no. Uh, nah, probably not. Okay, I moved to twenty Fox Twenty Nine at this point because I would watch Friday the Thirteenth the series. The Long Road Home, trapped by de- demented brothers, Mickey and Johnny used a curse charm to escape. I've seen that one many times. Knight Rider was on 17. I kind of like Knight Rider. I kind of did. And if it was on, I'd watch it. There's nothing else. Um, Nickelodeon had Hunchback and Notre Dame. I don't know what this Nickelodeon shit was. It was weird Saturday. Oh, it was all... Yeah, they, stuff that they didn't have to pay for. Three well, like public domain shit. Three thirty was another Gilligan's Island on five. Uh, the McLaughlin group was on PBS. That seems like something that would be made fun of on Simpsons. Hmm. Streamside, uh, Beauty and the Beast, a bass fisherman angles for trout. <laughs> And Nick- I'll watch that now. Yeah, I know you would. Mm. No, like that's might like go in the morning. I'll I'll just if I need something on the background, I just put on some fishing show. So four four o'clock. It's getting late. You're getting hungry at this point. I love Lucy's on five. A teams on seventeen. Star Trek's on twenty nine. That's probably I. Uh, Star Trek would come on. What was what Star Trek was in ninety one? Was that Next Generation? Like you know, the next generation would have if it were new ones, yeah. Yeah, that was on twenty nine, so that came on after. I was watching um, Friday the Thirteenth. Kojak was on fifty seven. Um, Nickelodeon. USA had Square Pegs. Nickelodeon doesn't have. Oh, Nickel, you can't do that on television. Was on Nickelodeon. Nice. I I I want to say like wow they're playing all these old shows on but I mean they're probably only like ten years old, so it's no different from than running like a show from ten years ago now. Right, Seinfeld's like, oh, twenty. Wow, yeah. Seinfeld's almost thirty years old if you play the early episodes. Yeah. Oh no, of course, but like at, at the, now you're seeing like oh like uh, they were running an episode of Kojak or something. Wasn't old back then. It, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was. It a was, little, but, but it wasn't. I mean, uh, I love Lucy was on five again. Um, Frugal Gourmet was on PBS. Ooh, uh, that's me. Nickelodeon had Make the Grade. Do you? I remember that kind of. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And USA had Welcome Back, Cotter. Five o'clock. Getting ready for dinner. But Facts of Life was on five. <laughs> Saturday Sports Showcase this is probably what we tuned to. Miller Lite World Pro Beach Volleyball Invitational from Walt Disney World in Orlando. I definitely remember watching that. Ooh. The Thing 2 was on New York's movie station. Knight Rider was on nine. A-Team was on 17. Um, Star Trek was on 29 still. This Old House was on 44. Converting a two-family house into a single-family dwelling. Wrestling Challenge was on FMZ. 
Really? Judge Judy wasn't on? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Nickelodeon had Family Double Dare. Uh, 5.30, New Yankee Workshop. Norm builds an ash. It was a repeat then. Ah. Uh, I well, rewatched it. Uh, Nickelodeon then Salute Your Shorts. I remember watching Salute Your Shorts on Saturdays like when, around dinner time. So we probably had Nickelodeon on at this point. Um, yeah. Then This Old House was on after that. Then I guess in the evening. I don't have to go into this. But, um, yeah, that was... It was, Saturday. it was Saturday. You were watching Snick. No, not yet. That was next year. Snick didn't launch till 92. Oh, that's right. I'm just thinking Saturday's TV. Right. All right. Um, your last pick, Squeezer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let, let's stay with the Nickelodeon. Here it is. You don't have to travel far in space to catch some really incredible sights. From a giant volcano taller than Mount Everest, to a planet that rotates backwards, to craters as big as Texas. Hi, I'm Jason Zimbler, here to take you on a great adventure. In this show, we're going to look at the inner planets. And along with Commander Disco here, you'll face my futuristic challenges with the crew of the Star Grazer. It's all right here on LaunchBox. Take us into orbit slowly, Mr. LaFridge. Give us the scenic route. Yes, sir. Captain, request permission for moon flyby. All right, Mr. LaFridge, take us down. What the hell is this? Ah, uh, Mr. LaFridge. Uh, Nickelodeon's Launchbox. Never watched it. It was So, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm a bit of a nerd. Uh, even as a kid, I liked watching uh, documentaries, educational programming, and woodworking shows. Uh, and Nickelodeon Launchbox was everything I always wanted. So it's got, uh, it's both a production of Nickelodeon and NASA. And uh, it was part of a uh, cable in the classroom. It was uh, so this ran from ninety one to ninety four. Uh, uh, I don't remember this at all. They made, they made nine episodes. Um, yeah, I, I, re I remember watching this in school. Uh, teacher, the, all the the good teachers at least, the ones that would just tape shit off a of TV and then throw it on, like they're supposed to. That's the whole point of it. Right. Uh, and if you hear there, Mr. LaFridge, so it was, they tried to make it fun and do like parodies, but you know, like. Oh, because it ran, or it, it ran at the crack of dawn in the morning. That's why. Yeah. Well, I was already up. So. Um, right after Nick well, at Phil, Night finished. Yeah. So Phil Moore uh, played Mr. LaFridge there. Of. Uh, Nick Arcade fame. I don't know if that. That voice sounded familiar. Yes, it to you. did sound familiar. Yeah. Yes, but the the other voice, I don't know if you're aware. So if we're, I'm coming full circle here. Jason Zimbler, did that name? Uh, nope. Did that? Was it Ferguson? Voice didn't ring a bell. Sam. It was Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. So Ferguson was the host of this, um, and because uh, I guess 
you know, they're like, hey, there's get the, the fucking kid. pocket protector get nerd in here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he was the host of it. And uh, yeah, it was a fun show. And they didn't try to hit you over the head too. No, they they did. And you you can learn things. And there was science talk, and it was fun. And ah, there was I love science Really talk. great early nineteen nineties graphics. Um, yeah, it was just fun. I I I liked this. I liked these kind of shows. And this one, they like they made it silly for you. They made it a little more enjoyable. Uh, and they didn't have to just slam an IE on it or an EI and like, hey. Is educational. Don't watch this, kids. Educational um, and informative. And informative, yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, so I'm like, I wonder what the Ferguson's up to now. And uh, NASA he looks pilot. Like, he he looks like if Bill Burr and Seth Green had a kid. Um, but he is he basically he is what Ferguson would grow up to be. Uh, he is a, a software engineer, but he's staying in the business. Uh, developing software for HBO. Oh. So, good for him. He's making all them apps. Who knows? Ferguson might be the whole reason that you can, you know, you get that HBO Max. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Got any more? No. <laughs> you just gotta stop talking. Oh yeah. Not like, all right, I'm all done. You can move on to your. Uh, no, I, I figured. No, I was gonna just let you pick up the ball and and roll with it smoothly. No, yeah, all right. Well, my last pick, squeezer. <laughs> I'm going into daytime TV, like when you were stuck home sick during the week. Mm -hmm. This isn't like summer daytime TV. So I went with November, uh, November fourth, Monday, November fourth, nineteen ninety one. Um. All right, for my hold on, I gotta. I lost my fucking gimmick here. Here's my next pick. Monday's child is full of grace. Tuesday's child is fair of face. That's my favorite line. Wednesday's child is full of woe due to the whining of Monday and Tuesday. Sounds like sour grapes to me. Well, now I'm lost. I was supposed to be Thursday, but then we went Tuesday, Wednesday, and back to Tuesday. Oh, give it up, Charlene. And Friday's child is sped up to here with everybody acting like sticky-faced children every day. Is that any way for grown women to act? Design your day around designing women. Did you watch Designing Women? I did not. I watched tons of Designing Women. <laughs> <laughs> it was on during the day, and it was on at night. It was, like, always on randomly. It was Designing Women. It was on all the time, and I watched it a lot. There's a lot of designing women marathons that I would watch a lot. But uh, <laughs> so I started at 6 a.m., but I probably wasn't up till 7 if I was. So um, starting with uh, let's start at 7. So on PX11, you got G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, Dennis the Menace, Casper. Like that's your your 7 to 9 o'clock, like getting ready for school lineup on P uh, WPX 11 hmm. 17 uh, PHL 17 had Flintstones Jetsons Alvin the Chipmunk and He-Man um, meanwhile man it really made you not want to go to school right three had the Today Show five had Fox 5 had Good Day New York ABC 6 had Good Morning America 
WWOR had Leave It to Beaver, Monsters and Bewitch, I Dream of Genie. Um, PBS had Sesame Street, then Zubilee Zoo. Um, Fox 29 had, because Fox 5 has Good Day New York. Fox 29 in Philly went with Video Power. You've talked about Video Power, right? Mm-hmm. We watched an yeah, episode, we, right? Uh, we watched one, yeah. Yeah. They had Video Power, and I believe you said it was on in the mornings, right? Yes. So Video Power, Widget, Peter Pan, the Pirates, and Dennis the Menace. Probably the cartoon. Uh, What channel was it on? 29. Fox 29. Fox oh, Philly. yeah. It was, a car- it was the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to see the, the live-action Black... That was only on, like, uh, Nick at Night. And Nickelodeon during the day. Yeah, Nickelodeon had that. So Nickelodeon was airing uh, Yogi Bear, Mr. Wizard's World, of course, at 7 a.m. Yeah. Yogi Bear, Inspector Gadget, then Danger Mouse. Uh, TNT had Bugs Bunny and Popeye. USA had Denver the Last Dinosaur, Voltron, and then Cartoon Express, which I guess they just mixed anything in there. Mm-hmm. So then 9 o'clock... It goes in the shows. They're done with cartoons. You watch Chuck Woolery. <laughs> Geraldo then was on three. I Love Lucy's on five. Donahue's on six. All the talk shows. Regis and Kathy Lee were, uh, were on ABC. Um, I Dream of Jeannie was on nine. Webster was on 11. Uh, Sally Jesse Raphael was in there. Uh, God, I love those sick days. Yeah, I know, because that's what you'd watch. Just watching, just watch trash. Yeah. 9.30, uh, Chuck Worry, but then at 10 o'clock, Designing Women. Um, and I just, I must have watched that because Designing Women went in the family feud and then The Price is Right. And you always watch The Price is Right. Uh, NBC had Geraldo and then Jane Wallace Live. And then... Um, a Closer Look in Santa Barbara. I guess that was soap operas. I went to soap operas. Uh, Fox 5 had I Love Lucy, then People's Court, and then The Judge and Divorce Court, then Matlock. Oh, yeah, I was that. definitely watching court shows. Yeah. Uh, ABC had Donahue, and then the Sally Jesse Raphael, and then The Home Show. And uh, Nine had nothing important on Nine. Where where was Murder She Wrote in there? Because I watched a lot of Murder She Wrote. I'm not seeing it yet. Huh. Uh, CBS had Regis and Kathy in that point. Designing Women. See, I thought Regis and Kathy was on ABC, but I guess CBS 10 had Regis and Kathy. Then Designing Women. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I was reading CBS too. Um, CBS 10 had then Family Feud, then Price is Right. Uh, 11 had Chips, and Joan Rivers, and Geraldo. Uh, was Geraldo ever not on? No. PBS had Sesame Street, then Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, then Shining Time Station, then Reading Rainbow. Um, Maury Povich was on a- another ABC. Um, let's go down and see. What were you looking for? Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Fox 29 had Hogan Family, Mr. Belvedere, The Judge, and People's Court, People's Court, Divorce Court. 57 had Lucy Show, St. Elsewhere, and Highway to Heaven. Um, 
I'm not seeing it, bud. Huh. Lifetime Maybe I didn't watch it. had Sister Kane, Tracy Ullman. Nickelodeon had Eureka's Castle, The Elephant Show, Fred Penner's Place, David the Gnome, and Little Koala. Oh, I love Little Koala. Yeah, I know. Creepy little things. TBS had a movie. TLC had regular program. TNT had Dallas and Knott's Landing. USA had Mike's Hammer, Divorce Court, Divorce Court, The Judge, The Judge. That takes us to 12.30. I'll take us to 4. Because um, when your your 3 o'clock is around, around when your, your brothers and sisters came home. Um, Days of Our Lives, Another World. Fox 5 had Facts of Life, Bewitched, then Peter Pan, The Pirates, Muppet Babies, Woody Woodpecker, Alvin the Chipmunks, and then Tiny Toons at 4. ABC had All My Children, One Life to Live, then General Hospital, then Oprah. Nine was all, or I was playing all the old shows. Bonanza, Magnum P.I., Hawaii Five-0, Incredible Hulk. Sad Hulk. Hmm. CBS, The Bold and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, Guiding Light, then Mari. Eleven had Laverne and Shirley, Flintstones, Heathcliff, Duck, then it went to Disney Afternoon. Um, what, 11? Yeah, 11. Uh, le- 11 was uh, Price is Right. So. No, 11, 11 was not Price is Right. 11 was PIX. 10 was Price is Right. No, at 11 o'clock. Oh, no, no, no. We're on We're on 2 o'clock. We already hit Price is Right. Weren't you listening earlier? Oh, no. <laughs> you weren't. Um, but you didn't say Price is Right when we were at 11 o'clock, did you? Yep. No, we were talking about Price is Right. Well, that's why I said I watched Designing Women probably because it was Designing Women, then oh, yeah. Family Feud, so then Price kinda, is Right. Yeah, well, we got there early. Yeah. We're Price is right. right was 11. That's why I watched on 11. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing any murder she wrote, though, buddy. Maybe I never watched it. Maybe, Maybe it, was it just never wasn't online. 1991. Huh. Nickelodeon had the Noozles, Maya the Bee, Little Bits, Jeff's Collie. What's Jeff's Collie? Uh, it's a dog that belongs to Jeff. <laughs> Flipper, Looney Tunes, and Inspector Gadget. Jeff's Collie. I never. I don't remember that at all. Oh, it was like it was like it was almost exactly like Lassie. <laughs> oh, it was Lassie. Well, they just didn't have the naming rights. It for was it or the something? early years of Lassie, which were syndicated as Jeff's Collie. I don't get how they made that show over and over again. Yeah. They did it on Simpsons. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Remember when he got rid of Santa's Little Helper for the mail-away dog? It was just like Lassie? Yeah. June Lockhart. But that's it. That's that's I I, I went through a deep dive. Sorry, Squeezer. That was that was a squeezer <laughs> deep dive of television and I like if you came to the show saying oh, I wonder what was on TV in 1991 you found out 
because I mean this it's uh, yes I'm reading from our newspaper but this this is what aired everywhere randomly in different times oh. yeah it's it's not like some there's some brilliant mind is like this is how I'm going to program local television right but uh, that's all she wrote that's all we got we we've said it all I don't know if we have murder. any new reviews murder you... she wrote might have been earlier or later squeezer. Well, new episodes aired at 8 p.m. on Sunday. But when did reruns? I remember seeing Murder, She Wrote. I never watched it. Yeah, and I didn't watch new ones, but I watched reruns for sure. That's weird, though. Hmm. So if uh, the best way you can help our show out is by rating... And reviewing our show, and we have no new ones. Uh, just a couple of bad ones on the top. Well, bad for me. So uh, if you want to mm-hmm. like come... So keep up the good work. My ego, you more are more than welcome to, to say how much you... I didn't even do hardly any impressions on this show. So I just read from the newspaper for you guys. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> that what you tune in for. We will be back next week. What's our ninety-one next week? Uh, hmm. You don't know, do you? Hang on, I can pull up in a second. It's movies in nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, it's movies in nineteen ninety-one. I knew it was one of those things. Then video games, then toys, then junk food, taking us all the way to April, and then listeners' choice. We already got a few. We need more. Email rk at radiers.com, squeezer at radiers.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we'll talk about it on April or April 7th. Uh, and then we got to plan out after that, our summer. we got to plan our it's summer, coming up, Squeezer. It's coming up quick. It's coming up quick. But we'll be back next week talking movies in 1991. That's a fun one because there's some good movies in 91. Oh, yeah. Uh, but until then, um, you guys enjoy the rest and enjoy WandaVision. I'm so excited. We'll be talking about the finale next week. Uh, but until then, we just have to wait. Uh, make sure to Aww. check out radyears.com for my review of the Lucky Charms ice cream. And that's all I've got. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. See you next week, guys.